Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is Darla, and I do not have an interview for you today, but I do have a solo episode. So let me tell you how this episode came about. So I've been working hard to get interviews going, and just nothing has really been working out, and I don't have an interview ready for today. Last week, I did a replay of my interview with Monica Packer, and that turned out great. But I didn't want to do a replay again, and I've kind of been feeling a prompting that there was part of my story that I needed to share more of. And so last week, I had that prompting really strongly, like share your story. And I was kind of thinking about what I needed to share. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I am not joking, like 15 minutes later, I'm already doubting that prompting, like, oh, no, I can't share my story. That is way too scary. That's way too vulnerable. I'm not going to share my story. And then later in that day, I was listening to the Women with Fire podcast. I love Sarah Michelle. And they were interviewing Allie DeRue. And she was telling about how when we have a prompting to share our story and then we feel feelings of doubt, like we shouldn't do that, that those feelings come from Satan. And go and listen to that interview. It was awesome. But her words really stuck to me. And I thought, that's exactly what happened to me. I had this prompting and I felt good, like I should share my story. And then I let Satan creep in and tell me, no, don't show your story. Nobody cares about that. You know, that that's way too vulnerable. You're going to be embarrassed. You know, those were all of the thoughts and feelings that I had. And so I have decided that I'm pushing that aside and I'm going to go with the original prompting that I had. And I want to share a little bit of my story. And this the reason I want to share this, there's some lessons that I've learned about my relationship with God through this story. It's a story that goes over many years. Um, it wasn't something that I learned overnight. Like most of us, you know, we have, we go through things in our life and we learn as we go. But I want to share a story about the financial struggles that my husband and I have gone through throughout our marriage. We've been married for 21 years and I would say a good three-fourths of that time, we have struggled financially. And some of it has been due to the economy. We had a business that completely, you know, just totally fell off back in 2008 during the recession. And um, we had a big problem on our hands because we hadn't prepared the way that we should have. So some of it was due to things that we couldn't control. And some of it was things that we just didn't prepare. Um, But I want to tell you some of the things that I learned going through all of that and some of the lessons that I learned and and how it helped me learn to rely on Heavenly Father and help me to know that He's there. And I can look back and see all those experiences were laying the groundwork for me to start this podcast. I really think that this is something that was part of my mission in life and that this is something that Heavenly Father wants me to be doing right now. And He laid the groundwork in my life so that I would be prepared to do this. So that is why I want to share this story with you today. And I will tell you, I don't have a whole lot of notes. I'm just going to kind of speak from my heart and I don't have a lot of time to edit this. So this is just going to be a little bit raw. Um, But I hope there's something that you can gain from it. And even if you don't share the same experience as me, just like every guest that comes on, we don't all have the same experiences, but we all can can know um, 
the principles behind the things that we share can help other people. And so I don't know who this will help. I hope that it will help someone. Um, and so I'm just going to share my story. So like I said, um, my husband and I have struggled financially for a good part of our marriage. And really the biggest struggle started, like I said, in 2008 with the recession. My husband has always been in the car business and he was a wholesaler and um, did some retail on the side. We didn't have a lot where we actually sold cars day to day, but um, it worked really well for us. We were doing well and then the recession hit and we had some really unfortunate things happen to us that were kind of out of our control and my husband my husband handled them with a lot of integrity but we lost a lot of money because of it and so that kind of started just a whole chain of events that we really really struggled for for there to be any kind of change and like I go back and I look at our tax returns from that period of time and we had four kids and we pretty much lived at the poverty level. Like, I don't even know how we made it through. But actually, I do because Heavenly Father was by our side and he helped us every step of the way. So here, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this story and um, just kind of tell you some of the lessons that I've learned along the way. So the first lesson that I learned is that God is aware of me and my family. Like I said, when I look back, I have no idea how we made it. But I distinctly remember, kind of to illustrate how I've, I've learned that God was by our side. And some of this was, is me looking back and seeing him because I didn't see it in the moment. And some of it was directly like that day I felt a blessing and knew that he, he was aware of us. So one of those times was um, because we were entrepreneurs, we didn't have a regular paycheck and, you know, things were really tight. My husband was working so hard to always bring money in. And, um, I remember one day it was a Tuesday and I needed gas in my minivan and my husband had given me a check for $500 and I promptly went and deposited that, that in the bank first thing in the morning, but our bank held the funds for a day. And so I had no access to that money. And that was all the money that I had. I had nothing else. And I really needed to put gas in my car because I had to take my kids to places after school and and get them different places and, you know, places that I needed to go. And I just really needed gas in my car and I was dead empty. And so I pulled into the bank. I put the check in the bank and I, then I crossed the street and I went to the gas pump at a gas station. And I, I sat at the gas pump and I had my four-year-old, my daughter was four at the time. She was in the back in a car seat. And I sat there and I said a prayer and I said, Heavenly Father, I need gas in my car because I have these places I need to go. And will you help me? Sorry, I didn't think I was going to get emotional about this, but I had places that I needed to be and I had no gas. And so I prayed and I instantly opened my eyes and I opened up my purse and I found $2 bills in my wallet. That was all I had. And then I scrounged around in the car and I think I got my daughter out of the car seat and I said, let's see if we can find some money. And we found eight quarters in the car. So that was all the money that I had. And I grabbed my daughter out of the car seat and we went inside so that I could pay cash. And then, you know, here I was with this um, $4 that I had to put gas in my car. And I plopped that money down and I said, you know, put this on pump five, went out and you know, pumped that gas. And I think that $4 got me just over a gallon of gas in my car. 
And then I got back in and I prayed again and I said, Heavenly Father, these are the things that I need to do today to take care of my family. Will you help me? And I went about my day and I drove everywhere that I needed to go. And I kept thinking, the light's going to come on. I just know that I'm going to run out of gas. And I never did. And the next morning I got up early and now I had access to the funds that my husband had given me and I could go fill up my tank. And my gas tank was so dry that I put more gas in the gas tank that day than I had ever put in it before. Like it was just like my tank was so thirsty and I just, the gas kept pumping and pumping and pumping. And I, I put, I think I put over like 20 gallons in. I'd never fit that much gas in my tank before. And I'd had that van for a really long time. And I just didn't know that the tank could even hold that much. But I called Tim um, after I filled the gas tank and I told him, Heavenly Father loves us so much. And it was only with his help that we were able to have enough gas to get where we needed to go. So there were lots of examples of that over the years that of little things like that, that I was able to instantly in the moment recognize that Heavenly Father was walking with us, that he was aware of us and that he, he was going to help us. But also part of that journey, one of the things that I learned was if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. And that, that's a quote from Stephen R. Covey, which um, many years ago when I was um, freshly off a of mission and before I was married and then also after I was married, I worked uh, for Stephen R. Covey's company in, in Utah. And he's a man that I greatly admire. And that was a quote that I always often thought of. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. And every year during this long period of time where we were struggling, I would feel every January, I'd feel all this hope, like this is going to be the year that everything's going to turn around and, you know, we're going to, we're going to make, it's going to be different. And then December would come around again and I would just feel so hopeless again because nothing had really changed and we had just scraped by and struggled and nothing, nothing was changing. And so through, through that, I kind of started to learn that we nothing was changing because we weren't acting we weren't doing anything different and so therefore we were just getting the same result over and over and so one december i remember this very well um it was december of 2013 and things were not going well we were again you know just struggling and it seemed like every december was just a time where i would just start to feel so depressed and so hopeless and feeling like is this ever going to end um, so if you're ever someone that has had a trial that lasted a long time and you felt like, is this ever going to end? I can empathize with you. I know exactly what that feels like. I have been there. And so th this particular December, I remember it was my son's birthday and it was in 2013 and everything was kind of just hitting rock bottom. Like the bills were piling up and I was really frustrated and my husband was trying to switch things up. We were trying to open an actual car dealership lot, but, and we had some things in the works, but nothing about that process was really moving very quickly. And one day the phone rang on this day in December and I answered it and I heard the really nice lady from the bank calling me who called me all the time and um, talking about the situation with our mortgage on our house. And after talking to her for several minutes, and she was super nice, but she just said these words. She said, you'll probably have to short sell. And I felt desperate. It just was like she, the wind was knocked out of me. And I was like, you know, this doesn't happen to us. We can't, we can't sell our house. We can't uproot our kids and move. We lived there for 
uh, seven and a half years and this was our home and I just felt so desperate. And so I hung up the phone and I called my husband and couldn't even talk to him for the first five minutes of the conversation because I was crying so hard. But through my tears, I finally managed to choke out what the nice bank lady had said and, you know, told him that she had said we should short sell our house. And all he said was, I know. And his response just hit me like a ton of bricks. But it, it was that instant that a switch turned in me. And I knew he was right. If we just kept doing the same little things, or let's try to cut the budget, let's do this, you know, let's try to save money here. If we just kept doing those little things, they, we were going to keep getting the same results. We had to do something really drastic. We had to, we had to act in a, in a different way. We had to do something different that we had not done before if we wanted to get results. So Tim had known for a while what we needed to do, but he was kind of, he knew that I thought it was way too drastic and I was not ready, but he was super patient with me to figure out for myself um, what we really needed to do. And so that was in December and it was a long, it was a little bit of a process for us to get everything going. But um, in May, we were able to list our house and we did it in a way that we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> we didn't have a sign in front of our house. Um, and mostly that was because we were not embarrassed that we were doing this or anything like that. It was because we wanted to protect our kids. Our kids were young and we didn't want them to feel like they didn't have a home. And um, we had no idea how it was going to go. We had no idea um, where we were going to go or what we were going to do or how it was all going to work out. And so we put put our house up for sale and we sold it in five days, got under contract. And I remember, so it was that whole summer, um, we were supposed to close in August and it was a summer of a real, uh, really ups and downs. Like there was all these kinds of things, like it got to the point where, you know, if, if this sale of this house didn't go through, then we were going to have to foreclose and totally, you know, lose our house and and that was, that was short sale was a kind of a step above that. We didn't want to have to foreclose. And there was just a lot of unknowns. There was problems with the people that were buying our house with on their end and them getting some things in line and just all kinds of things. And so we didn't tell anybody and we got our house under contract and had, we're going through all these ups, ups and downs. And I'm, I kind of think of that summer as a really sacred time in my life. And it was it was the first time in my life that I knew that I could not rely on myself. I knew that I could not get through this time on my own, that I literally had to turn it completely over to God. And every day I did that, I would sit down and pray and I had a little chair next to my bed. I would sit and read my scriptures and write in my journal. And then I would pray and I would say, Heavenly Father, I can't do this on my own we need your help. And I would turn it over to him. And I would literally have to do that every day because things would creep up and I would think, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. We're going to be in such dire straits if this doesn't all, everything doesn't go according as we need it to. And every day I would just turn it back over to him. I would take it back, but then I would just say, nope, I can't do that. And I would turn it back over to him. So that was another lesson that I learned is that it was the first time in my life. And here I was in my you know, early 40s, and I'm finally learning that I can't rely on myself and that I have to turn it over to God. And so I did that. 
along the way, there was lots of other things. Like I said, it was just ups and downs and we never knew if it was really ever, our plan was ever going to work and we didn't know where we were going to go and all of these things. So shortly before the closing date, um, we had the opportunity for some investors that we knew came to my husband and said, we know what's going on. Um, they, I don't know how they had found out, but they said, let us buy your house and then you can stay and you can just rent it back from us. And then you don't have to move and nobody has to know what's going on and all of these things. And we were like, that sounds like a good plan. But there were some legalities with doing that, that we didn't know if we would be able to work out. And so it came down to, you know, we had like a day to make a decision and figure out how this was all going to work out. And I was able to go to the temple that day. My husband was working so hard that he couldn't go with me, but I went to the temple and I prayed and I got a distinct impression, just, just move, just move. That is what I want you to do. So went home, talked, called my husband, you know, and we we were talking back and forth and he's telling me kind of some of the pros of, of not moving. And, you know, if we could figure this out and all of this, and I got really confused again and I didn't know what to do. And I remember hanging up the phone with him and going in my closet and kneeling down again and begging Heavenly Father to help me know, help both of us know, you know, what the right decision was because, you know, we didn't have a place to live. We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know if the sale of our house was going to go through. And again, he just said to me, move. And so I went forward and called my husband back. I said, this is what we have to do. Forget these other investors. This might've worked out, but it's just not the right thing for us. And so this is what we have to do. And so I just, again, had to have total faith and turn it over to Heavenly Father. And that's what, that's what we did. And everything worked out. It, um, eight, from eight months from the time that we decided to sell our house, we were able to short sell and we were able to um, move out of our house. Two weeks before we closed, we found a rental house that was in our na- in our neighborhood. Um, sorry, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional about this, but it was in our neighborhood. It was actually within our ward boundaries, so it meant a little bit less change for our kids. They wouldn't have to change schools. They could stay in the same ward, and we literally didn't tell anybody, and we just, one Saturday, pulled up a U-Haul in front of our house, and with the help of some of our family and close friends, we boxed everything up, put it in the U-Haul, and moved a few streets over um, to a rental house that was, you know, less bathrooms, a little bit smaller, a little bit more cramped. But um, once we got moved in, I, we looked around and we're like, this meets our needs. This is great. The amount that we were paying for rent worked in our budget. So really, I think the lesson that I can tell you that I learned there was that I just learned to surrender to Heavenly Father and to have total faith. And it didn't really take very long after that that we were able to get our business off the ground and even that didn't go like we planned and there's been a lot of bumps along the way but our financial situation completely turned around and within less than two years after that we were able to pay off all of our debt and we're actually debt free today and I don't say that to brag because I give all the credit to Heavenly Father he helped us do that and by getting that momentum of moving out of our house and living in a rental house and we still live there Um, we're, that's our next step. We're saving all the money that we can to buy a house, but we're not rushing into anything. We're going to have a big down payment. We're never going to be strapped again. Like we were the, these are, these are the things that I've learned, um, over the past few years and actually probably about 10 years that I've been learning these lessons and, and things are better and 
I'm grateful, so grateful for that time in my life. And when I've gone back recently and read a lot of past journal entries from the time in that that we were going through all of that and the things that I wrote and the things that I'm learning. And sometimes I didn't see those learnings in the moment, but I, when I go back and read them, I can see how Heavenly Father was guiding us and shaping us. And there have been so many blessings from those hard and difficult times. And the blessings that I can see is that my husband and I learned how to communicate. We learned how to how to be as one and to do things unitedly and um, figure things out that, you know, we couldn't bury our head in the sand. We had to figure things out for our family. And we came out of it with a much stronger marriage than I think that we would have had without that trial. And we have amazing kids who really grew up with not very much. We were not able to provide them with a lot, but we, you know, we tried to make up for it in other ways. And they're kids that they don't, they're not very entitled. They, they know, you know, they don't, we're struggling right now trying to buy them Christmas presents because they don't ask for anything. Um, and that is a great blessing to have kids that know how to work hard. We always made them earn money for everything that they did. And now they're growing up and leaving home and we can see that they know how to budget. They know how to manage their money because we taught them those things. They saw us go through it. They, you know, um, learned how to save their money and, and do those things. And that, that was a great blessing. And for me personally, like I said before, the greatest blessing has been that I, I really learned who Heavenly Father is to me and how he communicates with me and that he is there, that he's always been there. I can see how he, you know, walked with us through the, the small things and the big things. And it's just changed my life. It's just those small and simple things. And I can see how he guided me to do all of those things. And that has led us to where we are now. And um, we are much more able to serve and to help build the kingdom and to do the things that he wants us to do because of the things we learned and because of now that we've, we are able to move on from that trial and be able to serve and help other people. And so I have no idea why I'm sharing that, but I wanted to share um, that it's been in my heart and hopefully it will be something that will help you. I also have if you join my email list over on spirituallymindedmom.com, you'll get access to a thing that I did back in the summer called Five Ways to Become a More Spiritually Minded Mom. And I just listed out five things that you can do to figure out how you communicate with God. And there, I have a podcast episode about it and the highlights on my um, Instagram account talk about that. Um, but if you go and join my email list, you'll get access to that. I'm actually going to revamp it in the new year. But if it's something that you want to look at, it's just th something that you can work on. It's kind of a challenge um, every day. And it's it's totally can be tailored to you. It's not a checklist of here. If you do these things, you're going to know Heavenly Father. Um, but really, when I when I created that, I can go back and I can see that it was all all of the things that I learned, I was able to put into that and and be able to um, look back and say, you know, I learned these things and now I hope that I can pay it forward and help someone else to learn how God communicates with us. And I, I've said it a lot and that's the biggest thing that I'm learning with this podcast is that it's not the same for all of us and our trials are not the same and our story is not the same, but we can learn and grow from each other. And so there's my story. That's what I felt impressed to share with you today. And um, I hope that it's something that you can take and, and apply it in your life and look for the things in your life that these, you're learning these same principles and that you'll, you'll be able to know that Heavenly Father loves you 
and that he's aware of you and that if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll probably keep getting what you're getting. But if you just take a little bit of action, take a step, Heavenly Father will help you and then he'll help you take the next step and the next step. And that's what I'm learning. And I know, I know that he lives. I know that he loves you. I know that he loves me and that he's my partner and he was my partner in motherhood and in life and that he, he is there for all of us. And so I hope that you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.